welcome to the Steve Young Biblical Perspectives Podcast. In this podcast, I will dive deep into the truths of what we read in the Bible and how to apply it to your life today. Be encouraged with today's podcast. Welcome to the Biblical Perspectives Podcast. This is Steve, and it's been a little while since I've shared one of these, but I have a couple episodes I wanted to record uh, some subjects that I feel like are very important and that you can benefit from. So this one is actually episode 22 of the Biblical Perspectives podcast, and the title is Understanding the Father's Heart, the heart that God has for you. And I want to start by looking at Luke chapter 15. This is the story of the prodigal son, and I'm going to read all of these verses, verse 11 through 32, Luke 15, 11 to 32, says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger." I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So, we typically focus on the actions of the son. I've heard sermons. I probably have preached sermons myself and focused on the actions of the son. He was rebellious and he was wasteful. And this is what happens. And when you, when you act this way, but really the focus is on the heart of the father. 
the focus is the father on the son and his acceptance of him. This obviously is a picture of our father in heaven and how he views us, his acceptance of us. Many of us struggle with this level of acceptance. That word prodigal doesn't mean rebellious, lost, and wasteful. The word prodigal is referring to a person who is reckless and wasteful and squanders their wealth in many ways. So based on this understanding, we could say that the father was a prodigal because he wasted all of his wealth on his son who was lost. He killed the fattened calf. He gave him a, a robe and shoes for his feet and a ring for his finger. But we struggled to understand this level of acceptance. We struggled to understand the plan of God for our life because we struggle with understanding the Father's heart for our lives. We think, I, I've done all these things wrong. How could I be used? Or I messed up. Now I'm done. We think we're in a contractual relationship with God rather than a covenant with him. So some of this might be because you don't have a good earthly father. That could be a reason why you don't understand your father in heaven. But some of it could be simply because of rejection and condemnation that you've lived under. And I'll be the first to admit. So when I say this, when I say the church, I am putting myself in this category. So you need to hear me say that because I've done this myself. But the church has not done a very good job at preaching the love of the Father, but we sure can preach condemnation. And I'm putting myself in that category because before I understood years ago the true love of the Father for me, I didn't preach much on God's love, but boy, I could sure beat you over the head from the pulpit and tell you everything you're doing wrong and why you need to get your life right. So we need to change that. So this story is to emphasize the father, but we tend to focus on the son. This is a picture of we don't get what we deserve. This is a picture of God's grace. And in order to, to break off condemnation in our life and rejection in our life and be healed from all of that, we have to understand the love that God has for us, regardless of what I've done. So something that we, we tend to do in our life is we keep score. We keep score of ourselves. We keep score of others. You ever look at someone and think, how do they get all this favor? I've been good. Look at how they live their life. Now look at them. They've, they've got all this favor. All this good stuff is happening. Why is this happening to them? Your elevation isn't dependent on how good you are. We don't get what we deserve. We get what we believe for. Religion keeps score. The Father does not. Grace doesn't move the way judgment does. When someone wants prayer or, or counseling or, or whatever, we may be tempted to heap condemnation on them. And if that's the case, we're not speaking the Father's heart. Do you think that they don't already know what they've done wrong? Do you think that they need us to confirm all the things that they've done wrong? No, they need us to confirm the love that the Father has for them in spite of the things that they've done wrong. That word deliverance, we talk about, you know, people need to be delivered of this and delivered of that. Deliverance is the reinstitution to the original design. 
I'm not, I'm not going to speak all of their faults over them. I speak God's original plan and his original design for their life. They know what they've done wrong. They need to hear that there is a father in heaven who loves them regardless of their wrong, and he wants to restore them to their original design. God created your purpose before you ever had any bondages or any sin, and he hasn't changed his mind about that purpose and about you. So we have to look for Jesus in people more than we look for all their demons. And that's the key. When we see the demons in others more than Jesus, it's a sign of a wound ourselves and that we don't understand. If I see the demons in people more than I see Jesus in them, that's a sign to me that I need to have a little better understanding of the Father's heart for me and who he is. Religion will find fault as to why God can't use someone. Ephesians 3.19 says, May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So I want to break this story of the prodigal son down real quick. When the son asked for inheritance historically, it was like the son saying to the father, I wish you were dead by requesting the inheritance while the father was still alive. That's how it was portrayed in that day. It was an insult. It was it, it showed that the prodigal son had shame and guilt. Doing this in this culture of that day would have cut you off from the entire community. Everyone would have rose up against him when he came back. This is why the father ran towards him. It says, but his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. I want to look real quick at those three things. The finest robe. The finest robe was only used during times of celebrating, such as a birth and other festive occasions. It is very probable that this robe was actually the father's robe. The robe was proof of his acceptance back into the family. Servants back then didn't wear rings, shoes, or expensive garments, but sons did. He was fine just being a servant. He wanted to come back and just be a servant. But the fact that he gave him the robe was a sign that he was receiving him as a son, not a servant. We ourselves, we present ourselves to God as servants, but he receives us as sons. A ring for your finger. So during this time, to give someone a ring was a mark of honor and dignity. It was a symbol of reinstatement to sonship in a well-to-do house. It was a mark of favor and affection, a reinstatement into all the family benefits. So he gives him that ring as a symbol of that. And then sandals for your feet. Servants did not normally wear sandals of or any type of footwear. I said that a few minutes ago. They, they typically didn't wear anything on their feet. Those who were, or were sons and had sandals, if they went astray, if they ran away like the prodigal son did and kind of went and did their own thing and went astray, they had their shoes taken off. And when they were, were restored to liberty, their shoes were restored. So it was a sign, it was a visual sign in that day that distinguished a son from a servant. So this, him saying, get him sandals for a feet, his feet is a 
picture of perfect reconciliation, the heart of the Father. And then in this, you notice that it says the Father came running. The Father ran towards the Son. This is a Jewish story. It was a breach of an elderly Jewish man's dignity to run. Jewish law said a wayward son has brought disgrace to his family and village and is to be stoned to death. That's why the father ran. Before others could intercept and stone the boy, the father ran to protect him. If the people of the village would have started to stone him, they would have hit the father who was embracing him. As I wrap this up, some of you listening to this may have hit rock bottom. You may have such a wound in your life and such condemnation in your life that you feel like, just like the prodigal, that you only deserve the food of pigs and not the love of the father. The father didn't scold the son. He didn't condemn him. He didn't tell him everything he's done wrong. When you hear condemnation of the things you've done wrong, you aren't hearing the voice of the father. You're hearing the voice of Satan condemning you. God restore the prodigal son in front of the community. God wants to restore you in front of your community. Those people that have witnessed your life and think that there's no hope for you. He wants your mind to be healed. He wants your heart to be healed. You may be that prodigal or you may, may be that elder son who keeps score and you're offended that God is using someone else who you feel doesn't deserve it. Both of these indicate some wounds in your life that need to be healed and indicate that you need a better understanding of the Father's heart for you. So I hope this encourages you today. This is a fair amount of information. If this hits home for you, I want you to listen to this again. Begin to study, take notes, find out what does the Father think about you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Uh, my wife and I also have another podcast called Get a Life Podcast with Stephen and Kristen Young. So please check that out as well. If you're interested in reaching out to us, we also offer life and business coaching. I'm also available to come speak at your church or your Bible study, your small group, your men's group, uh, whatever you'd like. So if you want to reach out to us and find out what we have to offer, skyoungconsulting at gmail.com is our email. Or you can find us on Facebook at SK Young Consulting and you can shoot us a message there. Thanks for listening.